0: Let's get started. Hey, everyone, and welcome again to She Coaches Coaches. Today is a special guest episode. I have my client, Meg Edwards, here with me on Zoom. We're going to have a conversation. Now, you guys know that when I do one of these guest episodes, I love to read the person's bio and then tell you a little bit about them, just my perspective on them. But today I'm going to do it different. So, like I said, Meg is one of my clients, and you know that one of the reasons that I do these episodes is I love to give my clients a place where you can hear them. You can hear the kinds of gifts they have, the things that they do, how they work with clients to support them and their business growth, but it also supports you and I, because then you hear, oh... She's a really interesting person. Boy, that would be fun to work with Candy, or I'd like to reach out to Meg. So here you go. Let me tell you a little bit about Meg. I don't know if she knows, but I spend our coaching calls listening and watching. And there are a couple of words that I always think of when I get on Zoom with Meg. And the first one is joy. She has such a lightness and a sweetness about her, and such a kind, caring, smart individual. There is, if I was to characterize her, I would say she is like spring like those fresh flowers in spring, you know, the ones where you go outside and you know spring has started and the birds are just starting to sing. And then there's that hint of a flower. There's that scent on the air. Well, that is what Meg is like. So I'm just telling you my thoughts on her. Now, let me read you her official bio, and then we're going to have a conversation And you're going to get to know her as well. So Meg Edwards is a well-being life coach. She helps successful women who feel drained and burned out figure out what they really love so they can create a life of purpose, meaning, and joy. She founded The Integrated Heart to help women elevate their holistic well-being and live a life they love she has a wonderful 12-week program called Your Well-being Coaching Program, and she guides her clients through positive life transformation with coaching, activities, and practices that bring clarity, balance, peace, and confidence. Meg is a Chopra certified well-being coach, a meditation teacher, an Ayurvedic lifestyle health teacher, and she's also been a psychology professor for 14 years. She's a mom, she's a wife, she loves quiet mornings, her dog, labyrinth walks, and finding joy. You hear that joy over and over and over again here. She is committed to bringing ease and freedom and authenticity into all areas of her life. And by doing so, she supports others as well. So Meg, welcome to She Coaches Coaches. I'm so glad you're here. Thank
1: you, Candy. I loved hearing your reflections on our coaching sessions.
0: Thank you. That's so sweet. (laughs) Yeah. Right. And don't, don't, doesn't that remind you? Like, I don't know. I just, what do you think? Is that sort of like your favorite time of the year too?
1: Uh, Yeah. I live for spring and summer. Those are my favorite. The sun and the flowers and the scents and I I even posted a video on Instagram of a bee. I watched a bee on a flower. So there you go. (laughs) (laughs) I recorded it. Of a bee, you know, flying around in my
0: garden. Yeah, totally. I get it. It's funny because I coach in my she shed, as you know, mm-hmm. and so often I'm sitting here and outside of my window in the summertime, I have a whole bunch of hostas and they have these really long flowers. And there's lots of times that the bees are just like, they spend all day there on those flowers. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's so cool to see, right? Yes. Yeah, I love it. So let's talk a little bit about you and your journey to being a coach. So mm-hmm. most coaches that I know have something that happened, like, and I say something, and it's kind of in quotation marks. And it's something in their life, and it was this spark, spark to decide that you wanted to be a coach. Sometimes it's a challenge, sometimes it's an issue, who knows. But what about you? Does this sound like a similar impetus for you? Tell me, tell me your story.
1: (laughs) I think life was the impetus (laughs) to becoming a coach. That was my first thought when you were starting to ask that but really it came about specifically in pandemic Mm. and I I think I had just turned oh maybe 47 and I had this thought what am I going to do for the rest of my life am am I going to continue just to teach adjunct psychology classes and stress management classes and would that be fulfilling to me And I don't believe in this prescribed retirement age. So I knew I wanted to do something where I could be of service, but also have it be meaningful and fulfilling to me. And, you know, as synchronicity would have it, a week later, I received an email from Chopra, Chopra Global, that they were uh, launching a well-being coaching program. And I thought, ah, this is how I can give, this is this is meant for me. It wasn't even a decision in my mind. It was a decision in my heart. I never questioned it. I just knew that was it. And it was something about the word being that I've been fascinated with since having my daughter 14 years ago. And the shift of being a human doer to a human being was inspired by her because Children, babies, toddlers, they expect nothing of you and completing your to-dos and checking off all the things that need to get done for the day does not serve them. But what does is just being with them. And I realized I wasn't really sure how to just be with her. And I was always fascinated by that. How do I just be? Because I was really good at doing. (laughs) But she just wanted me to be. So there's something about being. And then I had a personal uh, experience with Chopra in 2015, where I went on a retreat and I learned primordial sound meditation and I discovered a purpose in my life. And it really changed the way I was being in the world. So I had this profound personal experience with Chopra. And then to have that thought when I turned 47 of what's next for me in these next decades of my life. And then a week later to get that email, that was the impetus for coaching.
0: Mm Yeah. So, so interesting. And and I love how you described this about, I mean, essentially it's the, what am I going to be when I grow up question? And that happens for us, at different parts of our life. Like usually it happens as a teenager, you know, when you're in high school and somebody says, what are you going to do after you graduate? But I know that I spent a lot of time, even though I was outwardly successful, I checked all the boxes, but I still had that thought almost every day. Literally, what do I want to be when I grow up? Who do I want to be? What do I want to do? And so such a universal question, right? Right. I love it. And I also love how you talked about having your daughter and how that helped you to, um, I guess, learn how to be. That is funny. Our kids are some of our best teachers,
1: right? Oh, absolutely. And she was my mirror for a lot of personal development um, that I had an opportunity to step into if I chose to, which I did. I think in my life up until that point, all of my pain points, I could always point to someone else and say it was on them. It was their issue. It was their problem. And then having this, this new baby and still experiencing the same issues in relationship to how am I a mom? I knew it wasn't her. She's perfect. She's Mm -hmm. absolutely perfect. So it was definitely a mirror that, Oh, these um, themes of perfectionism, these, um, Themes of overwhelm and um, just struggling with coping skills with anxiety—that's you. That's yours to carry. It's it's not the other person's. So yeah, she's very much. I would always say my greatest teacher.
0: Hmm. Wonderful. And there's um, you, and you said it's not her. She's perfect, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I've got children as well. They're adults and. I remember that, I remember looking at them when they were little babies or toddlers or whatever and feeling the same way and having those same thoughts. And you were that too. Yes. So at what point did you, you know, did you sort of forget that you're completely whole and capable and just 100% worthy, right? Somehow along the way, we kind of forget that.
1: Absolutely. And I think that's our life's work is remembering that because it does get forgotten through conditioning and layers and layers of what we've heard other people say about us, beliefs we've come to have about ourselves. Um, And so that's a lot of coaching too, is helping women. For me, my clients are women, remember their wholeness and that they are perfect and resilient and no fixing needed. But uncovering mm-hmm. the layers, uh, yeah. to remember that,
0: yeah, just remember, just mm-hmm. that, yeah. yeah. And there's so, it's this um, word "remember" is interesting because you know when you look at what it really means, it's like remember, it's like bringing your parts back, reclaiming those parts that were already yours. It's kind of cool.
1: Absolutely, coming back to our true self.
0: <laughs> yeah. Super cool. So, next question What do you love most about coaching?
1: Mm. I love the deep one on one connection that arises with my clients, with the women I work with, and helping them envision their most optimal state of well being, their highest self, their best self. And also then getting to show up as my best self and helping guide them to create positive transformation in their life knowing that there's a ripple effect for that as well that when they show up as their highest self and elevate their well-being everybody in their life benefits from it mm. their family their friends coworkers neighbors their community and and so the ripple effect keeps going and so for me Coaching is absolutely a spiritual practice. It's one that reminds me of our common humanity, how alike we all are. And um, so it's easy to bring compassion and empathy and love even to my clients and the challenges that they're facing because we all have this human experience and, have challenges in in similar ways even though they may look different for each individual there are definitely universal themes mm-hmm. and uh, so yeah I love that connection and their aha moments when it's just a simple little shift and maybe the way they looked at something or a powerful question I may have asked or just they remembered they remembered something and what's awesome about that is it's an It's an honor to watch the aha moment, but also to witness that it happens effortlessly for them and for me, that there is this effortlessness to transformation. It's almost like magic and that transformation aspect. And uh, yeah, so coaching is very much a spiritual practice for me. And I love the connection that I get to form with my clients.
0: Mm, I love that. So profound. And yes, to the, and yes, you know, a hundred times yes to the ripple effect. Mm -hmm. And it started with you, right? Like you did your own work. You did the primordial sound training and I'm sure many other things that got you to this point in your life where now, you know, this is sort of that next iteration of your impact on the world. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: I always wonder who did their work that you were the ripple of, right? You know, that you were the ripple recipient, right?
1: So many, you are one of them. Oh, and yeah, every day I reflect on that in, in my morning practice and extending gratitude to all the souls who've helped me on my spiritual journey, um, currently and have passed. So that's a long list. It's a very long list but you were Gratitude on practice
0: it. can take up days, right? <laughs> My morning <laughs> gratitude practice oh took 24 <laughs> hours darn have to start yeah. again. <laughs> totally, totally. <laughs> hmm. What do you think is possible for somebody with coaching? Like, you know, what are some of the transformations that you've seen and what do you think is possible for them?
1: Well, I think what's possible for coaches is that they there's no one set model of how to do coaching. It's very individualized. And what coaching requires is that you are continually referring to yourself to discern what's best for you. So what kind of coach do you want to be? What's your niche? What kind of clients do you want to work with? There's no one size fits all. And that's why working with you has been so impactful because it has allowed me to explore those themes um, from my point of view. What feels joyful for me? What feels good to me? But transformation can look like a lot of different things. I I think it's transforming what we believe is possible and stepping into the infinite possibilities that with our conditioning and our lack of remembering, we tend to be a little laser focused on possible Possibilities, possible solutions, outcomes. And so coaching allows you to widen your lens and see different perspectives, these little shifts in your life that when added up, create big change um, in a person's daily life and how they're taking care of themselves so with me in particular, in my type of coaching, uh, transformation could look a lot of different ways. It could be resolving a certain challenge you're having in your life, um, maybe because there's a transition. I have clients who are taking care of their aging parents as well as their own aging children You know, as they move into high school and college, and that transition can be difficult. There could be a life transition because you're moving to a different state to support your partner. So it could be... these life transitions that are creating a challenge or, and a certain amount of drain and burnout with where you currently are. It's what you were referring to earlier. I did this, this, and this. I followed what I was supposed to do in air quotes based off what culture told me. And it's not bringing me the fulfillment that I thought it would. And I've been delaying my happiness. And I notice I still delay my happiness. (laughs) I'm overwhelmed with, anxiety, uh, the whirlwind of thoughts going on in my mind. um, And I can't quite seem to get to that place of peace or uh, contentment. So the transformation can also look like a knowingness that happiness can be now, that joy can be found now, that we don't need to wait for something else uh, to happen, especially outside of ourselves. Which we don't control, but it can happen within ourselves. And that's what I help guide women towards is that that space where they can connect once again with their true selves, remember what it is they love, what brings them joy, and take the steps to find it right now.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Every day. And practices and tools to bring that in uh, to, to their daily life. Yeah. And it's it's in that
0: it's in that every day. Right. You know, so it's like, remember what they want. Like lots of lots of women have even forgotten to want even forgotten that they had a desire. Right. And so to remember what they want, to believe that they can actually do it, claim it, that it's possible for them. And then that these transformations could just be in the way you experience every moment of every day, right? Like kind of that be happy now.
1: Yeah. And the being now and accepting it when it's not happy. And so that's a lot of the transformation too, is helping women accept their emotions, process their emotions, things that we were not taught to do. We don't, it's a skill that can be learned, but if you don't know it, you don't know it, but there's still this wisdom in them that knows there's a different way. There's a way to process the difficult emotions because they are temporary. They do move through so that they can spend more time in the joy and in the happiness. Mm -hmm. And um, I find that to be really fulfilling too, Mm -hmm. to help people through the difficult as well, and I loved what one of my clients said. And she told me that she looked at coaching as a week, like a one-hour weekly wellness retreat for herself. Cool, <laughs> a beautiful way of saying it. Yeah, like, this is and what a great,
0: what a great reframe on timing, right? So it
1: is your one hour a week to set up your day, your life, your week. To how you want to experience it, what will bring you the most fulfillment, joy, purpose, meaning, mm-hmm. contentment, creativity, flow, um, compassion, all the good stuff that that we want to bring into the world.
0: Yeah. And it's funny because I kind of my preference is I like the word content or satisfied more than happy. Happy feels Ooh. very um I don't know, it feels like the surface on the pond as opposed to the depth of the pond. But that's just my interpretation of the words,
1: you know? Well, that would make sense because the surface at the pond is fleeting. Yeah, It changes regularly. So happiness is almost this fleeting state. Well, it is, it's an emotion. So that's where the deeper way of being the contentment it's below the surface. And so I can bring that with me, no matter what is happening around me on the surface that I'm connecting to this deeper sense of meaning, well-being purpose, and happiness that I take with me. It's like a companion. It's just how I be. It's just how I be in this world, no matter (laughs) what's happening around me. And then that way I have this confidence To face life's challenges with more ease and grace that I'm not going to be thrown off as easily and as reactive as I might have once been, by the way, this is all um, going back to my early stages of mommyhood and what I had to learn and or what the opportunity was for me to learn then, you know, I don't need her to behave in a certain way in order for me to be happy like how can i or okay so for me to be content yeah yeah for me to be at peace or calm doesn't mean that she's required to behave a certain way so you know that's you know a perfect example of why she was such a great teacher to me that i don't need circumstances to line up perfectly around me and i don't need people to do exactly what i want them to do in order for me to be content joy filled at peace calm you
0: know all the good the perfect ownership right it's the perfect ownership
1: and then there's freedom there's freedom in that ownership so now we're you know we're finding freedom and maybe a little bit of playfulness and there's a light now there's a lightness to being how you know freeing is that and you discover what's really valuable to you um so for me it might be freedom and does somebody else it it might look different. It could be authenticity or ease or whatever that success is, whatever that value is, you determine it, what it is for you, and then how you can bring more of that into your Mm -hmm. daily life.
0: Wow, I love that. So much to think about. Let me ask you this other question. So I wanted to ask you, what's the one thing that you took away from coaching with me? What's the one valuable thing that's been the most helpful?
1: Well, not one thing, Candy. There's been a lot. But if I had to pick one, I would say confidence. And you do talk about, you know, helping coaches find confidence. And I absolutely have uh, with working with you. And specifically, I think you've affirmed how powerful my thoughts and my feelings are in manifesting what it is that I want. And, and not only that, but also providing me practical ways to do that in a way that does serve my highest and best self.
0: Um, Great.
1: And then if I could just add one more thing on the confidence (laughs) coming as a new certified coach, um, let's say I have a menu of what I can be doing or how I can set up my business or what my niche is and all of that. And let's say there's only five things on that menu. Working with you, I realize oh, there was a second page to that menu. You just open up new possibilities, which is inspirational to me. Like even from our last coaching sessions, something has been sparked, some creativity, some form of inspiration. And so- it's been very valuable working with you. <laughs> Thank
0: you. I so yeah. appreciate it. And, and I notice my, um, like, I want to move on fast from, <laughs> from, from appreciating the kind words and the good mm-hmm. feelings. It's just, it's interesting from my perspective, as you're saying these nice things about coaching with me, I'm like, okay, next question. right? <laughs> I can just feel that that's a place for growth for me to learn to receive these things. So that's super fun as well essence savoring the good yeah. savoring yeah. it savoring yeah. it okay <laughs> last question I gotta read this question so if you were stranded on a desert island or out in the jungle what one book would you choose to have with you and why
1: um that's a tough one for me candy <laughs> I <laughs> you see my bookcase behind
0: yeah. me. <laughs> for, for those of you who are listening, there's a huge bookcase behind Meg.
1: <laughs> is Hold on. I I think the book I would bring is uh, Eckhart Tolle's The Power of Now. It was pretty transformation. I mean, there's so many. He's one of many on that list of souls who have helped me along my spiritual journey. The reminder that Happiness, contentment, life, let's just say life is only found right here in the now. And that's been a pivotal lesson um, that I take with me every day. So maybe that one.
0: Okay. Okay, cool. You know, it's funny because I have that book. I have this condition and I know there's a name for it. I don't know what it's called. I can't remember right now. The condition is the one where you go and you buy all these amazing books, but then you only read about a quarter of them. And then you go back to the bookstore again, and you buy some more amazing books. And so my book, Books to be Read Pile, is always growing, even though I always read, but still my Books to be Read Pile is always going. I know there's a name for the condition, but I mm-hmm. can't remember what it's called. And I have that book, but I've never read it. Uh-huh. All this time, Right. Mm-hmm. Isn't that funny? Well,
1: first of all, I resemble that condition too. <laughs> Secondly, you know, books have vibrational frequencies too. And I believe that just having them near us, um, you know, we still extract some wisdom for, from it. So I'm glad oh, that, to know that you have it and it's on your bookcase or your nightstand or wherever.
0: Yeah, like I could read it at any time if I wanted to. You'd be surprised all the books I've got. Yeah, <gasps> so cool. <laughs> All right, oh, I really enjoyed the conversation. So, Meg, I know there's people who are going to really be interested in connecting with you. What's the easiest way for them to get into your world, to meet you, and to find out more about what you do?
1: Uh, people can find me at my website, theintegratedheart.com. I also offer a free connection call for anyone interested in my twelve session your well-being coaching program. And I also post pretty frequently on Instagram. So you can find me there under my name of meg.edwards underscore.
0: Awesome. I'll make sure that I'll put all those links in the episode notes so that people can just click through and see more about you. And then they can see all about the wonderful things that you're doing. Thanks so much for joining me. And everybody, thanks for so much for listening to this episode. And I know you've got a lot out of this conversation. I really appreciate you listening, and I appreciate you being in my world. Thanks again for listening today. Please hop on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. Also, I would love to hear from you. Did something that I say resonate? What else would you like to learn about? Click the link in the player and leave a comment on the post. This is going to give me great ideas for future episodes so I can help you best. Join me again next week for more coaching, support, and teaching to help you become the confident coach you are meant to be.